tulips on my table. There's a cat on the floor. <laughs> and there's hate in my heart. <laughs> and a tapeworm inside. <laughs> I wish. Oh, my God. How bad do you want a tapeworm? So bad. <laughs> I've been starving myself, except for this weekend. Oh, same. Yeah. I'm on like a full-blown diet. Yeah, 1,200 cal. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. I'm on a lose one and a half pounds a week plan. Same. And do you use that app, Lose It? Yeah. Oh, my I, God. <laughs> it's I the just, best app. I posted something on Twitter that was like, we've noticed a pattern, eating butter. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm eating butter, just not as much as I used to. <laughs> I hiked to the Hollywood sign the other day. I've never been up there. Oh, my God. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. Was it a good hike? (laughs) Yeah, it was great. But I was in a bit of pain at the end. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I worked out, did two big cardio days last week. Oh, yeah. And I think like my hamstring got so tight that my knee has been really tight. (laughs) Your body is just falling apart. No, my body is fully (laughs) anti. Life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hi, everyone. And welcome back to another wild episode of your favorite podcast ever, yeah. babe. Babe. I'm here with fan favorite, friend oh. favorite, Graydon Shepard. Apparently I have a sexy voice too. You do have a sexy <laughs> voice. People have emailed mm-hmm. and slid into your DMs yeah. wanting to get some of that sausage. Yeah, just put your earbud <laughs> up to your butthole and I'll... <laughs> put your ear up to your butthole. No, your butt, your butt up to your butthole. <laughs> Do you know who I have such a crush on is Jeremy Sisto? Oh, totally. I want his Adam's apple on my hole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There should be, is there a porn that's just like Adam's apple porn where people just like put their Adam's apple on your clit or your hole (laughs) (laughs) and they hum? Yes. (laughs) It's not like tossing salad. It's a little bit different. (laughs) It's buzzing salad. It's buzz. It's a buzzworthy buzz butt. butt yeah, buzzing. buzz butt buzzing. <laughs> BB and barebacking. Oh, yeah, right, that's totally. Taken. Okay. Jeremy Sisto is really hot and clueless. Oh my god, so hot. Then he's really hot as like that struggling crack addict in thirteen. Oh god, I forgot he was in that. I have to watch that again. You need to watch it because he's we in his like most run vulnerable. Up and down Melrose, yeah, yeah, his most vulnerable state. Oh, and he's cause... just like constantly trying to stay clean. Hmm. And remember, it flashes back to him just like smoking crack out of like a it's tin oh aluminum God. can. That's Hot. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> lowers your inhibitions. Um, his I found the like ha- like nearly incestuous relationship with him and Rachel. What's her face on Six Feet Under was like kind of like hmm, sure. Oh, what was that? I don't think I got that far in Six Feet Nuns. Um, because they basically was- like they're just too close as brother and sister because after is rachel lauren people, ambrose no it's rachel's um, the one in the, the airport one she's the airport that woman. fucked the guy yeah. okay yeah, yeah so yeah. they get together and then like when he meets her brother it's like ooh, a little bit like <laughs> oh yeah i think i do remember that flirting, flirting ooh, i just disaster. got like a tingle <laughs> yeah i like an incest moment incest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not, Not for me my personally, yeah. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> like but like for other hot people that yeah. are, happen to be brothers and sisters, I think you I'm all should it. fuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bro incest, babe, the bro incest podcast. Babe, here P-I-P. for hot incest. Yeah, the PIP. Pip. We're pip friendly. <laughs> Pippers. 
We're going to start calling the readers Pippers. Pippers, yes. Instead of my pancakes, who are my other pansexual butterflies. Pippers. Wait. I'm going into pip mode. Well, couldn't pansexuality, like incest, be a part of pansexuality? Yeah, it's totally a part of pansexuality. Yeah. I want to know if any readers have had the hots for their sibs. (laughs) (laughs) Email me, babepodcast at (laughs) gmail.com. And I won't tell your name. I wouldn't even tell your gender. Well, you could though at some point. I could. could <laughs> I'm like hold them for ransom. Yeah, yeah, realizing now that I'm basically doing to the readers what like cults do to their followers, which yes. I tell you to tell me your most embarrassing information, <laughs> and I keep it in my email. But I'm never gonna bribe you with it. But I could. Yeah, you could. That's the big That's thing the to danger. remember. That's the hot danger. Yeah. yeah, but like I'm like Keith Raniere. Oh God. <laughs> Exodus, what's Except it called? Sexy. Uh, Nexium. Nexium. Right. Do you want to brand each other? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I listened to that Escaping Nexium podcast, yeah. which everyone needs to listen to if you haven't heard it. It's really good. It's like five episodes or six episodes. Yeah, from CBC. From CBC. Mm-hmm. Canadians just giving us the content we never knew we always needed. That woman is a lot. She's. <laughs> I feel for her because she's yeah. gone through some shit, but also she's definitely a babe. Major babe. She, cause especially at the end and spoiler alert, he gets arrested and she's like, ding dong. He's going to jail. She's like, she like sings her song. She's yeah. so happy. And it's so weird. Like, I don't know. It's like really manic. It's manic. Point. Yeah. But I'm like, how do you like, Nexium takes it really far and like mm-hmm. there's a certain amount of red flags that are thrown up where like I as a person would be like mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not so into this anymore like but it took her like getting going past getting branded yeah. to then kind of looking at her brand one day and being like, like wait, wait these oh initials. my god <laughs> this That's reminds me of something Keith's initials and <laughs> what the fuck and that's when she really threw it in the towel that's when she was like ariana grande realized she had finger japanese finger barbecue on her (laughs) (laughs) that's when she was like thank you next to next thank you nexium thank you nexium Nexium. Nexium. i'm so fucking grateful Grateful for for my my brand (laughs) (laughs) also who follows someone named keith yeah, Keith is yeah. the suckiest name. It's <laughs> the worst male name. In it's the world. A, literally, I'd yeah. rather die <laughs> than Noah Keith. <laughs> I'm squeaking. Uh, yeah. Except there was, a, I had a teacher in college named Keith, and he taught, it was the class on like LGBTQ issues. So he's chill. Yeah. LGBTK. The one Keith. Yeah. BTK killer. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's all making sense. But like, have you ever gotten close to like being in some sort of cult no i don't think so i wish i mean i think that they when i started going to school to university they were there were like warnings about um cults preying on people who came to toronto and were like alone for the first time and like not to talk to anybody who <laughs> might take you to a church basement basically <laughs> what kind of so cults was, were preying like on the lonely i don't know you never know. Yeah, I've always been curious. I feel like the only cult that would really suit me is Source Family. 
Yeah. It's just like vegan. <clears throat> yeah. Hot people. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you're hot and the cult is full of sexy people that are yeah. just like fucking each other yeah. <laughs> consensually, I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like even Wild Wild Country seemed kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't finish that doc, mm. but it seemed like pretty picturesque. Like, mm-hmm. let's move to like a beautiful area and just like be a community. Well, I was like. Yeah, kill those town pe- townspeople. <laughs> they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of Country them. Country bumpkins. <laughs> they need to go. <laughs> but I feel like it's always a bad sign when a cult relocates outside of the continental United States. Like mm-hmm. that's when you know mm-hmm. that things are going south. Have you seen the one about the Buddha field? No. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. It's um, this guy. I forget his name. He's kind of like, he's got like hot body, but weird face. He wanted to be an actor. You're not, is it Holy Hell? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. 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 It was like a very Hollywood cult. And then like, they all moved to a commune and called it the Buddha field. And I think that's like a common, the Buddha, Buddha field. Um, Did they always like gather in rivers yeah, <laughs> they were was always a lot of river like, in stuff. circle, like in yes. circles, kind there of naked swimming. in rivers. Yeah, 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 and they would like chant stuff. Yeah, but he was a total like charlatan, he's a perv. Yeah, and he, he was, was just like, a liar. He was like having sex with all the guys, and and then yes, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. and then they relocated maybe to Hawaii, something like that. Hawaii is like a that's the red flag because the source yeah. family did too, <laughs> okay. and that's when things went off the rails. Yeah. That's when their leader was like Father Yod kept thinking he like jumped off a cliff saying he could fly, Ooh. and then he didn't. Go. <laughs> it went bad. He then crashed into the ground, and oh. then he died oh. shortly thereafter. No. And they were all like, "Why is this happening?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so anywhere, even Hawaii, <laughs> which is, seems chill, but it's like more of a vacation spot than a cult relocation spot. Anywhere outside of the continental, continental yeah. U.S. is like anywhere too deep into the continental U.S. too. Yeah, but no, I don't know. Yeah, but that's what they went. They went to like confront him in Hawaii at the end or something, and mm-hmm. he's still alive. I think he's still doing it. He's still doing it. And that, because they, at the very end of that doc, they go and like kind of tape him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There, I went on a date with a guy who lived in Santa Monica. So it didn't work out. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he, problem. in his apartment building, was a guy that had been part of that cult and oh, I think wow. made that documentary. Oh. So we were talking about that. Oh. You know, I wish it could have gone further than just those couple of dates. I would have loved to <laughs> know more. Yeah. I, a sound, being in a cult sounds like fun. I think bit. it's like a sense of community, mm-hmm. people supporting Some, other people. <laughs> always something to do. Uh, my favorite episode of Strangers with Candy, or it's like a two episode arc. It's uh, the one where she goes into a cult. I haven't seen Her name that is one. Sycamore. <laughs> Amazing. And she's just like, she's, she's just in. super happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so down. Yeah. yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What would you, if you were to start a cult, have we talked about this before? I feel like we have. I don't know. I have terrible memory issues. Me so. too. So. <laughs> we, okay, so if you were to start a cult, what would you like make it about? I don't know. I've never thought about this. Um, something where you take some sort of drug at a low dose the whole time. Okay. Like a microdosing acid kind of journey? More like Ativan or <laughs> where we're just all kind of chill. You're like a light Xanax. Of, I might, this actually might be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start it. No, start your dream community yeah. now and say the rules. Okay. Yeah. Ativan. Well, I would get a lot of massages okay. in my cult. Um, would you want them from the other members mm-hmm, men, okay yeah um in underwear and mm-hmm. then <laughs> and then Love. i just go to fall asleep and that's <laughs> that's my dream life so falling asleep on a massage table dosing yourself <laughs> with ativan and just getting massaged till you fall asleep yeah. that seems really nice and i feel like you could fully yeah. make that cult happen yeah that's it vanners Vanners, yeah, like the The banner fam, the van fam. (laughs) You a vanner? Yeah. Oh, you come join us. It's really chill. It could be not aggressive. It could be a pyramid scheme style too, where you Uh like you're the at the top always, so you always get massages, but like you need to recruit other people so that you can just start always getting massaged. Yeah. So the so more that you recruit, the more you get massaged and the less you have to massage. Exactly. Yeah. You've got you all right. We're I, my head is right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but wait, what would yours be? Mine would be definitely every man who wants to be in it has to be down to get pegged. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the peggers. Yeah. It's lots of pegging. <laughs> I get to peg any man that I want. Pegging pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> Pancake pegging. <laughs> Pancake pickers. <laughs> Three peas. Um, and uh, I'd want like a lot of guys that look like Tony Soprano mm-hmm. in the cult. Mm, that's still going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I finished Sopranos this past weekend. And what did you think of the end? Because we were talking about this on... Yeah, so the end I thought was really good. Like, I get it, and I understand why David Chase would end the whole series that way. Mm -hmm. Because I... I didn't. I didn't realize that it just cuts off. Spoiler alert for any of non-Sopranos people. Twelve-year-old <laughs> show. <laughs> Twenty years Which old. Is it? Yeah. Oh my god. Um. So. I think it's just like I didn't. I wouldn't want to see Tony get like slaughtered in front of his family. So I'm glad that we don't have to see that. And mm-hmm. it just like infers that there's always going to be violence and paranoia in his life, and it's just like inescapable. Yeah. And like that is the life he and his family have all kind of signed up for and the world that they're a part of. And there's no changing that. And that's kind of like, you make your peace with that. Yeah. But that's, I was saying that's why I didn't want to watch it. Cause I was like, there's no thing that wraps it up, but yeah. sometimes like I, I appreciate that, but I also like it's TV. It's not real life. I want a big, like fucking, you want an explosive, explosive climactic ending. ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I was talking about The Leftovers, and I thought that was just the most amazing ending to something. It was like, 
the anti-lost. Yeah. It was so good. Where um, it doesn't leave, you don't want any unanswered questions. Well, they explain what, what happened. happened and you know, whatever, whether you believe that or not, it's just like, at least there's something yeah. to hold on to. But yeah. Yeah. I was into it. I was sad. I, I am sad that it's over, but now I'm just going back and watching seasons one and two. Cause it's been like a few years. So I'm, it's oh, just never going to end for me. Yeah, yeah. Cause I started like three years ago with those. So I was like, okay, I'm not ready to let go. Yeah. But and, then we were talking about how Edie's, reunited with what's his face on nurse Jackie, the priest, the priest. Yeah. Yeah. And so nurse Jackie was great. That was something I had watched like pre Sopranos. So I've always been a big Edie head. And then the, since the 20th anniversary was out, there was so much content about that, like uh, oral histories that were published and stuff like on deadline. And so I read, like took a really long bath last night and like read Mm -hmm. through all of those. (laughs) And was just like, trying to come to terms on your computer just on my phone yeah risky i like it yeah i like to take a risk (laughs) yeah Yeah. i like getting a lot of steam up into the bowels of my phone Uh and then today when it didn't turn on right away like there was no charge i was like did my phone break because of the bath Mm -hmm. but then it charged (laughs) so we're fine now if people ever want to know what sex without a condom feels like it's like having your phone without a case yeah it's like mm, dangerous just a little bit mm. dangerous but slippery Smooth. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly uh, but yeah i'm like i was talking to my therapist today about tony i yeah. finally crossed that <laughs> Wait, line is your, this is like therapy inception with lorraine bracco totally <laughs> you're talking about therapy with your therapist i sat down <laughs> and immediately was like do you watch sopranos like have you watched sopranos and she's like yeah and i was like tony is everything am i right am i wrong go and then like (laughs) we kind of talked about tony and dr melfi and then like she's like explain to me why like what comes to mind when you talk about tony soprano and i was like or when you when you picture tony like what do you what comes to mind i'm just like describing him like blah 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 and then she was like this sounds kind of like you and i was like (laughs) enterprising am i self-starter tony yeah i was like masculine angry (laughs) fucking huge scary (laughs) will fucking kill someone but also really sweet and she's like sounds like you and i was like so totally me Hmm. but then i was like don't harsh my fucking crush because now I'm just going to see myself. Yeah. It's going to be hard to <laughs> flick the skittle with your face yeah. on Tony's body. <laughs> flick the skittle. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Oh, I started sweating. I'm now covered in just like a thin sheen of skittle sweat. It's <laughs> the worst thing I've ever, ever said. Um, so yeah, she gave me a lot to think about. Yeah. That was a real mind blower right there. Gosh, yeah. But that's what they do though. They know what they know how to like twist that stuff into like something that makes sense. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Tony is both me and my daddy issues, but like mostly me. <laughs> what? Daddy issues with Tony <laughs> Soprano? No, you don't say. <laughs> How much are you paying this woman? <laughs> um, so yeah, my cult to get back to that, it would be pegging, lots of Tony Soprano lookalikes. Yeah. 
Um, we'd watch a lot of Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What would your cult be called? You already said Peggers, right? Yeah. And then, like, we would take we would take like psychedelics. The Peggies. The Peggies. Peggy and the Peggy, Peggy Bundies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the Ted Bundy? documentary yeah no is it good i haven't watched it all but like netflix was having to like tell people to not call ted bundy hot and i don't find him hot but i do find that guy who killed his wife and kids really hot btk <laughs> no oh recently. the guy from colorado i know there's so many it's colorado men that are going fucking bonkers who and else? killing their families there was another one that did almost like the same thing recently it's awful what but is going on somebody was like i don't want to watch the ted bundy thing because it's just who cares about what's going on in his mind? He's a misogynist and that's it. He's a fucking, that's what you're not going to learn anything else other than him being yeah. a psycho. I knew that's the thing I was like, well, I've already been like through this whole Wikipedia journey mm. with Ted Bundy to where I know. So what is this going to tell me that like, yeah. I don't already know or like provide a glimpse into whatever. Yeah. yeah. I am the fast. I mean, serial killers are fascinating. Yeah. Mm hmm. But Mindhunter was so good. When is that fucking coming back? <laughs> I'm actually pissed because so I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, remember this time last year, like I had something I could talk to my dad about. Nothing was Mindhunter. <laughs> yeah. And then where is it? Hmm. I don't know. I think they're, I, they were filming, weren't they recently? They better bring that shit back. I hated the first episode and then I was like, oh yeah, this is amazing. No, it was the best fucking show. Yeah. And... Yeah, I feel like we kind of like summoned Black Mirror to come back, even though like mm -hmm. I didn't watch that Bandersnatch shit. I'm not here for that. It was not. It was like I'm like right. just I've learned my me, lesson. <laughs> yeah, like give me Black Mirror like five yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah. Don't I don't want to. Must have been so complicated to film and just like so much effort for like. <sighs> I'm a like joke. I don't want it. Yeah, no, I'm. Good. I'm not trying to work while I watch this, <laughs> like to choose stuff. You yeah. just tell me. Yeah. I lay. Yeah. Yeah. I, lay. <laughs> I lay you play uh, oh black mirror that's their new slogan mm -hmm. netflix um there was another really good uh speaking of cults i told you about the gateway did you mm -hmm. start listening to that mm -mm. no i have it about this Cued youtuber up. named teal swan who is I a true it. i was like looking at my phone today i'm like why do I have this whole podcast downloaded? <laughs> I think I had one too many business pitches the other night. Um, when we saw each other. Um, yeah, I have the whole thing downloaded. I was like, why? Oh, no, you're like, ready to go. Downloaded on my phone by the and so app or something? Yeah, no. Teal is like a real journey hmm. to behold. Okay. And it's like all... I won't spoil anything because the, the readers need to listen to you yeah. because yeah. we need to have a discussion about Teal. Okay. Because she is truly one of the biggest babes that I've encountered in 2019. I'm excited. I'll listen ASAP and then we can talk about it. No, because I've been doing audiobooks, but I haven't caught up on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Teal, hers is that one is good. Yeah. I've been into like trying to get oral history of Colts podcasts. But I like them when they're more investigative, like when it's by a host who then is doing interviews. So it kind of cuts back and forth. Like I don't like when people just like do a pre-rehearsed like telling. 
Yes. And then like also, because like sometimes. You're not learning anything along the way. It's already just like. Yeah. They're like, then he went yeah. yeah, to the street corner store and he asked the guy there, do you have any carrots? <laughs> like they'll do the voice and then it's like, <laughs> oh like I don't like it when podcasts do a voice of someone. I just got very nervous. But then um, otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, just a wave of anxiety just rolled over me. Um, but I just finished the Goldfinch, the audiobook. Oh. And the guy who reads it. He does these voices for all the women that are so bad. It's so weird. It's like, Theo, I don't think you should be out here in the rain like this. It's so I hate funny. that. It's so annoying. The book is amazing, but like, it's so distracting. That's really distracting. Hi, my name's Peppa. <laughs> he does like a Peppa Pig voice. Yes. <laughs> Mother. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like, don't do that. No, just, just be read normal. It. Yeah. yeah. I don't want the voices. <laughs> do it to, when I'm reading it. I don't no. make up voices for every character. <laughs> but that's another Nicole Kidman movie that's coming out. I'm so excited. Oh, she's going to do Goldfinch? God, yeah. Nicole's killing she's it. Rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> I'm sad the Destroyer didn't work out uh, better for her. Because <laughs> it really had a lot of promise. Yeah. Me mad. Me zombie. <laughs> so, me me alcoholic. <laughs> Give me drink. Me go to restaurant, never eat. <laughs> <laughs> Have Meg Ryan haircut. <laughs> Inexplicably. <laughs> uh, Nicole. Oh, she's Australia's gem. <laughs> Are her and Naomi Watts still friends? I don't know. Is she? I feel like I never see them hanging anymore. I never saw them hanging in the first place. They were like BFFs. Really? They're yeah. Like, Let's get on the plane together. Yeah. We'll go up to America. <laughs> they were exactly like that. And they would they would audition. They met like at auditions because they would go out for the same uh, roles over and over. And yeah. instead of becoming enemies, they became friends. Oh, good for them. But then I think Nicole's career popped off first, but then they were oh, just that like, long ago. Like, yeah, like they oh. knew each other way back when, huh. like when Naomi Watts was like living in her car and eating like candy bars, <laughs> which is a real Could vibe. Still be happening. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen her for a bit. <laughs> it's like a slippery slope. Oh, she did gypsy, but then that's, was that the last thing? I think that was the last thing. Yeah. And she's just like been laying low, having like an amicable divorce from Liev. Yeah. Do you think they have nicknames for each other? Her and Nikki. Coley. Coley. Hi, Cola. Nikki. Nikki. <laughs> Meet me in Alice Springs. <laughs> Melbourne. Gonna be in Melbourne this summer. <laughs> Wanna go on a road trip? It takes 48 hours to get across our country. Did I tell you my Google Assistant now is Australian? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because I wanted it to have like more personality. Uh-huh. And so it's a lot of personality now. Is Almost it very optimistic? She's like, all right. <laughs> really? Playing the latest right. episode of the Daily Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the latest episode of Goop Podcast. That's her. Oh, my God. So my... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That cute little dog. I know. It's a shame. Okay. So there's drama. There's drama at there's my, so in my complex. <laughs> At Melrose Place, too. <laughs> We're at Graydon's today recording. We actually have to be very quiet because okay, the windows be are... So quiet, but just turn thin. up the volume. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get intimate. Yeah. So Graydon has secrets to reveal. My neighbor 
for some reason, has stopped acknowledging my presence in the world. <laughs> she won't say hi to me. She won't look at me. Like, I'll pass her, and she just, I say, hey, how's it going? She's like, she looks down at the ground and won't acknowledge me. I don't understand why. What happened? I have no idea. But Is she the therapist? Yes, she's a psychotherapist. Maybe she listens to this she's podcast. She's a psychotherapist. <laughs> I've never talked about her before. Why would I ever? We did talk about her once, I think. Really? Oh, because of, yes. The glove. Because I was sure she was a BDSM yeah, dominatrix. Yeah, the rubber gloves. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> this podcast is far-reaching. Um, but no, she, we can't figure it out. She put this note on her garbage can, like her recycling bin, that said, is your name, I'm not going to say her real name, is your name Jackie? No? Well, then keep your shit out of my garbage can. <laughs> it's just taped we, onto the bin. It's She, I think she, she got thinks, mad that people are putting their garbage in her garbage can? We haven't put anything in her garbage can. Sometimes when you leave them out on the street, people put shit in there. Yeah, so but, if that's directed at them, fine. But this passive, not passive-aggressive, aggressive-aggressive note is not nice to look at when I just want to like go out and put my... But also, like, I don't understand why anyone would get mad that you put garbage in a garbage can. I don't either. I find it a little gross. There was a diaper in my recycling <laughs> bin right after it rained like the other day. Diaper. It was like a loose diaper floating in, like, rain, oh. L.A. rain soup. <laughs> there, was, there wasn't a poopy in there. I knew that much. But, um, but still. I had to, like, dump out the water, but I kept the diaper in there because I didn't want to litter. But yeah. anyway, um, she yeah, that's rough. Is, she's mad. I don't know if like it's, we don't hear anything between our apartments. So we don't think it's like a noise, a noise issue. Thing. I can't figure it out. For she's the just pinched. She's pinched. <laughs> pinched tight. <laughs> yeah. Not friendly. Weird. Yeah. It's very strange. Do you have any? Yeah. Wait, what's going on with your dog? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's, uh, I think she reported me <laughs> as blocking the trash can. Yeah. And so, but that's fine because I sold my car, my old Jeep, uh-huh. RIP, to the oh. Kenny Sharf Mobile. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm just leasing a new car. So that drama was solved. And then on Wednesdays when the garbage comes, I don't park in front of the garbage thing anymore yeah i was like nice try trying to narc me out what is are you gonna go to jail for it no but i know she just like probably wants to fuck with me so i was like fine maybe she wants to just fuck you maybe she's got a crush maybe but the way to flirt is not to let an animal (laughs) shit or piss in my general vicinity yeah so we'll see i think i'm gonna the landscaping right in front of my apartment is really kind of ugly like the little patch of like you know there's little patches where there's plants growing yeah like i don't like the plants that they put in mine yeah so i'm thinking that this summer i'm just gonna tear them out and like i'm gonna plant (laughs) plants that i like that's what she did that's what my neighbor did she tore out her lawn did you trample see that the black stuff the black chips oh yeah those are so ugly trample on it no it's filthy though like they're black wood chips and now anytime there's like any little bit of white it's like having lint all over your yard it's like not, mm-hmm. it's not cute anyway no it's not a good luck i'm gonna report her to the better business bureau for do it doing it having a business in her home mm-hmm. get her out of here oh my god amazing <laughs> i love revenge yeah yeah petty it's petty revenge oh, is the best to me? all right well all right well you're out family yeah good luck eating paying the bills 
<laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So I think I'm going to like redo all those plants, but then my neighbor is really not going to be able to let her dumb dog go to the bathroom no. in that area. No. Cause it already killed one plant by pissing on it all last year. Oh, God. <sighs> Filth. Yeah. So she and I are like, just on like rude eye contact terms. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love for her to apologize or take accountability, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. But I will tell you that if she repeats her behavior this year, there will be a war. I want to I'm do something go really full petty. Tony yes. Soprano yeah. on her. I'm going to curb stomp her. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Could you just put your teeth on the curb for a sec? <laughs> yeah. I would go full Tony. Just handle any sort <laughs> of altercation. curb stamp on the show? He curb stomps someone in the sixth season Ooh. and they live through it, Ooh, which no is like, thanks. I want to die. If die. you curb stomp me, yeah. please take me out. Kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Um, God, <laughs> just thinking about Tony. So hot. <laughs> Get your I tr- skittle all sticky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to post the photo, the like deep fake nude oh, of yeah. Tony that you sent me Doesn't on my Insta stories, but Instagram won't even let you post. Like it has it's some like sort of filter. Alert. Yeah. It has a wiener <laughs> alert and it won't. Cause I was going to post it and then just do an emoji over his dick. Cause I want the people to see the deep fake Tony. Yeah. But now it won't let me, I don't know how to do it. I well, might just, I'll probably that's just so weird. Yeah. It may be a file format thing. Mm. Just change it, like save it again in preview or something. But weird, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to share naked yeah. Tony with the fucking world. <laughs> it's what? a good one. Because yeah. it looks like it's like sufficiently degraded. So it looks like a still from the show. I thought it was a still from the show. Yeah. And I was like, how did I miss this one moment where he's naked in the kitchen? Yeah. No, I don't know. And then you were like, no, that's yeah. a fake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Computers these days. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Oh, God. Uh, what were we going to talk about? Oh, Adam Levine at the Super Bowl. Oh. Liam Neeson's a racist. Um, okay, wait. A lot has happened. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I didn't watch it. That's a yuck. I wish I was at that party where the plane flew into the house. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that during a Super Bowl party? Yeah, it was during a Super Bowl party. Oh, that's I'm sucks. sorry. That's really dark. Sorry, that but that's what you get good. for watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> You get a plane to the house. <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck with the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I know better. That. That's God telling you that you shouldn't be a Super Bowl fan. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. God telling you you're literally supporting a modern day gladiator war where people get degenerative brain disease yeah. from oh, playing. Yeah. The NFL is evil. The NFL is evil, and I'm sorry. Like the Super Bowl it, in 20 years, I believe people won't be watching football anymore. Yeah. Like, NFL is about to go down. Well, and then everybody was so upset about the Adam Levine performance. It's like, wait, wait, What did you expect? Did you, were you a fan who of Maroon 5 to begin with? What? Also, who goes into... Hot, actually. Really? Yeah, he took his shirt off and he has nice tats and stuff. Ew. Yeah, I know. I who myself. went into the Adam Levine performance being like having like high hopes and like just wanting to kill it? Like, who in their mind... Like, when I heard that they agreed, I was like, of course they agreed. Like, they're, they're the classic fucking, 
they are those losers who agree to do the most losery thing for like a shitload of money. But Gaga did it, I think. Yeah, but that was before the NFL. Re- That's before like we all hated the NFL. Yeah. And it's like shitty that they did it because so many people are boycotting because of Colin Kaepernick and then yeah. and everything. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, like Beyonce did it. It was amazing. True. And but then this year was the year that it was like, we need to make a statement and no one needs to do this because you're basically like, I understand that people want to make money, but also like Adam Levine is on the voice. Like that bitch has money. Yeah. So it's because not a matter of like life or death. No. You have one kid and a model wife. She doesn't eat. You don't need to feed her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's his wife? Bahati Prinsloo. Oh, right. Which I'm just like over. Both just, of your them. name is Hottie. Bahati, yeah, Bihati. yeah, Bihati. I think she's like South African. I want to yeah. say, but also like, I mean, obviously the Janet Jackson thing ages ago. It's like you ruined a woman's life, not ruined it, but like, but like you destroyed her, her yeah. like a pariah. Yeah, she and didn't blamed even show her. her nipple. She her. showed literally a nip jewelry. Yeah. We should be so lucky to see something <laughs> fantastic like that. Oh, God. I remember my mom was scandalized. Really? Oh, my mom was. She couldn't take it. Irate. Really? Yes. Because wow. she's so anti like porn Aww. and anti like non monogamous sex that yeah. like it was an affront to everything she like believes in as a Christian and a woman. Huh. And it was like, and you know what? It's weird. I missed every single huge televised moment like that when I was little. Like I would, (laughs) they would be on, but I'd just like turn away to eat something and then fucking Janet Jackson's tit would pop out or like Mike Tyson bit off of Vander Holyfield's ear. Missed that because I was eating. Get in a pizza pocket. Yeah. I just like want (laughs) to dip my carrot stick and some ranch dressing. (laughs) And then I miss all the important good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that's also turned me off i'm really in any situation i go to i'm in it for the food yeah yeah like i would have gone to a super bowl party if oh, i had yeah, been I explicitly kid, invited yeah. to mm-hmm. one but then i wasn't and i was like i'm not just gonna get together with people to watch football oh. like that's not what it's about i'm yeah. like i need mac and cheese bites mm-hmm. and like lots of other nibbles celery and ranch dip <laughs> homemade preferably yeah do you do the thing with the french onion soup mix in the sour cream mm. yeah i love that Classic. nothing tastes as good as that no it's, it's so garbage, garbage yeah. but it tastes the best that was like my snack growing up was chips and dip like oh, yeah. ruffles with that like really shitty sour cream and onion dressing or sour cream and onion dip the best though is just sour cream on its own it's real good. I like that. But I was shamed in boarding I, school. Yeah. I told you about <laughs> no, my sour cream. Oh. Everyone should be shamed for liking uh, that. My sour cream shame. I had a counselor who was like really into like fitness and stuff. And like part of my part of like my dark boarding school journey was that I gained like I entered the school like pretty underweight, like semi anorexic, like hundred and twenty pounds. Wow. And then the first month that I was there, I gained 44 pounds in 30 days because I just ate like a truck driver Holy and was like, shit. yeah, just was like eating like 
whatever I wanted. Cause I thought that like, I was like, that's what I'd been doing leading up to this. So like, I'll just do that now. But I didn't take into account that I was doing that like every three days right. instead of in like between. three times a day. Yeah. And so I gained all this weight and then I got really insecure about it. And then people like a couple people called me fat. And then I had like some meltdowns about that, even though it's like I was never fat. No, yeah, but it was still like it was just shock to the system. And then I had this counselor named Jason who was like really into like fitness and he was like really tall and fit. And we would sometimes have like lunch appointments or dinner appointments because you have to like meet with your counselor. You have to like eat for like eat dinner together or eat lunch. Mm. And I would get, I I would put sour cream. He'd, we'd meet in the dining hall and then go through whatever buffet there was. And I'd put sour cream on my plate and he'd be like, you got a lot of sour cream there. Like, and then he like wouldn't let me eat sour cream as part of like a program that he made for me at one point. He was like, no sour cream. And then I was just like, oh my God, I got like a deep sour cream complex. That hasn't stopped me from no. eating sour cream, but it but has made every... me think about it every single time yeah. I interact with just like regular sour cream. Ugh. It doesn't it doesn't phase me when it, there's some dip involved, like when there's like a mix in. Mm-hmm. Then I don't care. That's a treat. No, but that's then a sour treat. cream is but like sour a, cream a itself. Sin. Yeah, yeah is like totally <laughs> sinful. No. And when I see sour cream, I get like it's like Kill Bill trigger. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> but you still have to have it oh i have to have it i love i have to have i need it no i actually don't eat sour cream that much now pretty much as a result but i will fuck with like sour cream and onion (laughs) dip you really just melted into that into the yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah like when are people going like how many what needs to happen to make people wake up against the nfl i I can't understand it i mean people are it's so deep i mean especially in america obviously but like the dream of getting into the nfl and the football culture that starts so young it's crazy as a canadian to see how big it is and Mm -hmm. like entire high schools are built around football stadiums basically it's like that's not right that's like gladiators it's modern gladiators it is modern gladiator that's a good podcast gladiator have you listened to that no the aaron hernandez one okay yeah i'm gonna remember i'm listening to that one and then you're gonna listen to uh gateway yes yeah okay um, we convene. Yeah. <laughs> um, the podcast about other podcasts. Um, yeah. But that, yeah, it's just, I mean, Friday Night Lights was so amazing. And that's like the good side of it. But like the bad side is so fucked up. Yeah, it's totally fucked. Yeah. And like, yeah. I mean, I grew up like in Sooner Country. So like everyone yeah. is obsessed with like, football in oklahoma like but it's like college football sooner country so it's the ou sooners and then like osu i don't even know what they are oklahoma state university. oklahoma state university oh, okay. and then university of oklahoma mm. and both my parents went to university of oklahoma and my dad has been like a sooner head ever since then like goes to every single game like flew home from our thanksgiving oh, to wait, go in the in in Santa Cruz, yeah. flew home oh so that he could watch the game on his own TV. 
Like, I thought he was flying back. Covering my eyes (laughs) right now in disbelief. (laughs) I can't. I thought he was flying back early because the game was happening in Oklahoma and he wanted to go to it. And then it was revealed. I was, he was like, no, I just want to watch it on my TV. And so I was like, that is amazing. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's insane. Has he ever done that? Anything that nice for you? (laughs) Has he ever flown to your recital? He was late to my boarding school graduation (laughs) (laughs) and called and told me when he was on his way, like driving like a bat out of hell from like the Reading airport with my siblings. And he was like, I'm running about 20 minutes late. Can you tell them just to start it late? And I was like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) Like they don't start it late just because you're not going to be there. They're like, oh, that's why you're here. Yeah. (laughs) I was like so upset. I was like, okay, this is all like making a lot more sense now. Oh my God. You had your big breakthrough on your graduation day. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's not all my fault. Oh yeah. (laughs) I can move on now. Yeah. Yeah. It's appropriate. Um, No, he would do anything for OU. Wow. At one point when we were growing up, he had, um, he had a he had two Ferraris at one point when he yes. was like a hot shot neurosurgeon. Yeah. And he told my siblings and I, he said, if one of you goes to OU, I will give you a Ferrari. <laughs> and all of us were like, fuck you. <laughs> Not doing it. <laughs> Can you imagine pulling up to college in a Ferrari? In a Ferrari? <laughs> like, you're putting Just, like a bullseye yeah. on Hey fellow students. Yeah, like what? I was like also I'm not undercover. This is like just how like over it I am in general, but I was like <laughs> They're stick shift and I don't I was like <laughs> I don't wanna learn. I don't wanna learn. It's hard. I tried to learn at one point. It was like this sucks. Is there such a thing as an automatic Ferrari? I feel like they're not. No, right? that yeah. would like defeat the purpose of like having I get, don't like, drive I feel them. Like <laughs> you drive fast cars to specifically yeah. jerk off their stick shift <laughs> while you drive them. Like that's part of the rush. <laughs> didn't compute to me i was like i have a lot more things i want to do while i drive like text and how am i supposed to do that oh my god if there's a stick hey i'm ryan reynolds at Mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I grew up um, in a place called Gravenhurst in Canada. and um, Graydon from Gravenhurst. Graydon from Gravenhurst. But I didn't go by Graydon until I was 18. What you learned this weekend, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, your sisters were in town, <laughs> yeah. and they call you Paul, yeah. which was a shock. Sorry. And I was like, "What?" And then you were like, "Yeah, everyone in my life knows me as Paul, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm a> fucking <laughs> double agent spy." <laughs> you fully hey, pulled Paul from Canada. Yeah, um, yeah. I, so I then you had a full makeover. you made over yourself. Well, it's my my dad's name is Graydon. My that's my first name, and Paul oh, was your my dad's middle name. name is Graydon. My uncle's name and. Um, yeah. Okay. But so I grew up in Gravenhurst, but I went to school like in a town 15 minutes away. So I would get up at six in the morning and wait for teachers who lived in Gravenhurst to give me a ride to Bracebridge to go to school. 
I'd be there at like seven o'clock in the morning waiting for classes to start at nine. And then <laughs> after school, school ended at three and I would wait until four. Th- I'd walk to the bus st- like a, like a pay bus, like a, <laughs> like like a, a city a, bus, city bus. Yeah. And I would take that home and I would get home at five thirty, And so I like had like a 12 hour day, which isn't bad now, but at the time you're uh, like, that is still bad today. Yeah. That's not ideal <laughs> unless you're getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. I mean, and I was paying to go basically um, uh, because I had to pay for the bus. But so it was my 16th birthday. And I, dad, I hope you're not listening to this. I know you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was my 16th birthday and I went to my dad's and he had bought himself a, a Rolls Royce. Oh, great. It's <laughs> a strange car to buy for yourself. And uh, that was a really weird car to buy. Really car. He was like going to maybe Unless start like, like a limo company or something. A rapper, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, then, yes. really cool. Exciting know, like, for you. Up. And uh, like a vintage Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm like, it's my 16th birthday. I'm getting a car. Do you want to know what I guess what I got? You what did you get? You, you can't guess. There's no way. A Dodge Dart. No. <laughs> a Homer Simpson alarm clock. Oh. <laughs> no car at all. No car. No, no. There was no car. Did you buy yourself a car eventually? No. This car we have now is the first car I've ever owned. Really? Yeah. Um, no, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, well, great. Maybe I can use this to get up on time for the bus. <laughs> I just cried. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> had you talked about, like, getting a car with him? No. So that's the other thing. It's not like I, like, had asked for it, but I was also just, like... That's, like, 16. And I didn't live with him, so it's not like he necessarily knew or anything. But Yeah. Yeah. If anybody knows my dad, please don't tell him about this podcast. But you also would, I guess, like, if your dad... Because it's, it's weird, right? Because, like, I got a car when I turned 16, which I now realize, like, is such a privilege to, like, that your parents just, like, buy you something. And when I was growing up, we I, that family. Yeah, 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 I was just like, oh, this is, like, what happens? And, like, where's my fucking Land Rover? <laughs> and then I got it. And I was like, cool. And then, like, immediately crashed it. And oh, so, my God. Like, no. got in, like, a series of fender benders. Like, Wait, is that the car you had painted no that oh, okay. was a that i my That's when i moved to la my stepmom had gotten like a jeep liberty like when she started around the time i think that she and my dad started dating yeah and then she had that for a while and then just never sold it but she had like upgraded herself to some lexus or some shit mm-hmm. and then when i was leaving chicago where i didn't drive and coming to la she was like, you can have my car. And I was like, sick. This is amazing. Like, yeah, it was um, great. Yeah. And so just drove that until it was like basically undrivable and really made it my own. But like, I didn't know. So I've never had, I've never had to like pay for a car until now when I realized like, Oh, it's such a troll. Any of my kids think that they're getting a car when they turn 16. No. Mommy no, says, oh my no. god, I don't. I like it's, that's the other thing. Now, with some perspective, I'm like, no, I didn't need a car. Everything was fine. That's not like my my parents weren't like loaded or anything. So it's not like you know they I, they owed it to me. But remember when we tried to jumpstart your car? <laughs> <laughs> 
was fully not happening. Two non-butch Two queens. Two idiots yeah. trying to jumpstart a car. Yeah, because I didn't know, like... We opened the hood. We're like... I was like... Is this the battery? What do I put on it? Like, no, where do I so put scared. it? And, like, I was scared of getting, like, electrocuted. Yeah. But then I was like, you're a man. You must know that. I just, like, oh, assumed I was trying. that I was any like, man mm, knows exactly what to do. No. But then we realized, too, that you can't jump a car with, like... There's you can like whatever our or cars, hybrids. yeah, like a hybrid or some sort of battery. I don't know, but the bottom line is we couldn't jump it. No, we couldn't do it. And then I like sold it for four hundo to like a junking place. <laughs> oh, I thought you said a junkie for a second. No, I wish. What's a junkie gonna do with your car? I don't know. Why would they give me money yeah. to have like <laughs> exactly. a broken car? Yeah. Exactly. I was like, Didn't it's a good up. deal for them. And then I was like, no, it's not a good deal for the junkie. Um, but it was after my neighbor had like reported me. And so I really had like very limited time to like get rid of this car. And then I just was like, okay, who will, can I just like sell it quickly to mm-hmm. someone that maybe if it starts i can get more than two hundred dollars and then so it did but the guy that tried to pick it up for me he was a real babe because like he was with a towing company that like i guess specifically like is like they work as like third party like tow services for these companies that buy like junked out cars so they schedule a time to come pick your car up and then they give you like a window but he like had called me to be like, I'm not going to be here within this window. Like I might come after. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be here after the window. Cause like I have a life, like I have to go do X, Y, Z. And so then I was like, so when can I expect you? Like if we miss each other today, do you like come back tomorrow or like what happens? And he's like, maybe. And like, wouldn't give me like an answer. He was like, no, I'll just like come after the window today. I was like, no, but I'm not going to be here. It was like, he refused to like communicate with me. So I had to like call his like supervisor and try and understand like what he was saying. And then it just turned into like a whole thing. And he came to pick up the car and the deal was like if he could jump start the car, then I would call the junk company and tell them that it started and then they would issue me more money via check. So he calls it like he jumps the car and I'm like, okay, don't tow it off just yet. Like, yeah. let me call this company and tell them. And like, do you mind just like holding tight for a second? And then he was like, after like 10 minutes, he's like, no, no, I'm out of here. I'm out. And then like oh tried to rip this sticker off the car that he had put on there. And no. was like, he was like not listening. I was like, I'm on the phone with them. They say to stay. And he was like, no, this and he was boss. Yeah. really stressing me out and like trying to leave. And it was just like so much drama. Oh God. And then it all worked out. But I was just like, God, but it was just like a whole journey. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm scary. So basically now I would just wish I was a teen again and could get like cars given to me. You never know how good you have it. Like, yeah, I had so much more sex. Same. (laughs) I know I would have been like, buy all these loser fucking guys that I hang out with. Yeah. And then I would have been like, I'm fucking upgrading. Yes. (laughs) Going to LA and a fuck a famous person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'd probably be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would one hundo be yeah. dead. But like, definitely didn't take advantage of my like teen hotness. No idea. 
But so now I'm just trying to get back to my. I know desperately. <laughs> that's what the 1200 cal diet diet is. <laughs> going into autophagy and trying to eat up all those dead cells. <laughs> yeah, we just revealed to each other that we're on the same exact diet, yeah. using the same app to yes. like lose it. Lose it. Com. Yep. lose it <laughs> it does it do, like holding yourself accountable for what you eat really does do something it really works yeah. too yeah and i don't feel like i don't feel like starved using it i love feeling starved you like it yeah, i'm just like developing an eating disorder as i go i'm just like i love feeling hungry <laughs> you like being hungry it's, it's like a feeling yeah. of power <laughs> yes i hate feeling hungry yeah. so i've gotten changed for me really Flipped. good at like finding like what are the most like mm, the feeling things yeah because you can eat what's great about this app is like it you record all your calories yeah. and you can get like really scientific about like input versus output and your macros yeah and then <laughs> i also but like now i know like i can just like binge eat vegetables but mm-hmm. it won't be that many calories yeah. so it's like i know how to be always full and like fueled because once i get hungry it's just like i suffer like a mental breakdown and then like everyone around me suffers as a result so like (laughs) i can't go there (laughs) like when i was in anorexic in high school Uh and had very limited friends i'm sure that it was partially because (laughs) i was an anorexic and hungry and angry (laughs) oh yeah but it was also because I hung out with a bunch of fucking turd heads. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle turds. Turtles. <laughs> Metamucil is a good trick, too. Oh, my God. Mm, Metamucil. Mm, mm. Get that jelly in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's a choking hazard? Metamucil is? Yeah. Why? Because it thickens and it can like kill you. It can you. thicken in the midst of your esophagus? I think it's like if you leave it too long before you you drink it. It's like can be too thick and you can choke on it. Oh my god! But I think we can only hope. Yeah, <laughs> you're like take me now. Gone too late. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I? So I've been telling. I told my agent that I've been doing stand up with you, <laughs> which is a lie. She's like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, I've been going to a bunch of open mics. Yeah, you leave it. You you sure. have been little, going yeah, to them. That's not a full lie. Yeah, you still have yet to get up on the stage. Where we have another journey our third okay i think it's the final i think i'm done i don't want to do it well i think we need to find like another route yeah because this one ended in violence okay so we went to an open mic our like favorite open mic (laughs) where we know a lot of people and we do now i recognize so many people yeah we like know the crew that goes there and then also we were like guaranteed to get like five minutes each or whatever yeah and so we like Graydon came over. I didn't want to do it. He talked to me, like talked me up, and I was like, "Yeah." yeah and then I got jazz, and we were like, "We're doing it." Then we got there, and I didn't want to do it because it was so. And you got really nervous. I got nervous. Then you started making me nervous uh-huh. because when you get nervous, you go. It's like it's a real. Your it's nervous like a... energy is really intense. It's powerful. Yeah. Ooh, maybe I should. You can channel it. it. Yeah, you can channel because I was starting to feel it. And then I was like, I think also sober or like dry January. Oh, yeah. We weren't drinking. We weren't drinking. Both. I drank only one night that we went when it wasn't even open mic. 
Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I'm trying. I wanted to do it. I don't want to do it drinking because that just you get. Yeah, that's like a little bit too much. Yeah. Dark. But like, so I think that just heightened my sense of like. Yeah. Danger. (laughs) Understanding your nervousness. Yeah. And like, and then we're just like waiting and waiting. No, we're like, we convinced. We're like, okay, we'll do it. We'll both put our names in the urn, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And yeah, waiting and waiting. And then it was like a hotbed of like something was going to go wrong. It was really rainy that night too, which Uh I think pisses people off. And first open mic after Christmas. First open mic after Christmas. So everyone had been away and they were all wanting to kind of do their five minutes. It was like packed fast. Yeah, it really was packed. I thought that it would be dead because it like weather and whatever. Wrong. Nope. And then there was like an alcoholic there who was like a full blown drunk. Like as an audience member, he was like, he had a martini glass that he spilled at one point. He spilled, then he kept knocking it over. Then he kept talking shit to anyone that was like on stage. He was a heckler at an open (laughs) Which was kind of funny and amazing. And like most people like gave it right back to him. Yeah. And so that was fun to see. But then also he made me feel supremely unsafe. And like, I was just like, your energy is also terrible. He looked like Julian Assange a little bit. He did look like, he had an Assange (laughs) vibe. Assange head. He, yeah. And then people started threatening violence towards, one guy got up. No, wait. So the, yeah, the comic got up. Is that what you, yeah. No, go for it. I walked past him in the park the other day. Um, The comic, this comic got up and yeah, they kind of like, got at each other in a more serious way. Like the guy wasn't joking back to him, like wasn't bringing the heckler down. He was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to punch you. (laughs) Yeah. The comic had had enough and he was like, I'm actually going to like, this isn't funny to me and I'm really going to take it to the next level. Then, To be fair enough. He should have been kicked out. He should have absolutely been kicked out, but like we could tell he wasn't going anywhere. So it's like, you're just going to have to accept that this creep is in the audience and like move on with your life. Yeah. And this guy couldn't move on. So he started threatening the heckler. Then the heckler started talking (laughs) shit to him, which was actually really funny. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Because he was like, your pants are too tight. They're fucking too tight for your little skinny bitch legs. And like, (laughs) it was really, it was, he wasn't wrong. No, but the funny thing was that the heckler, he was like, he was cheering. And I think that people don't understand that cheering is also heckling. Like, if you're being loud and talking over somebody who's performing, you're heckling, even if it's supportive. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like you, buddy, at first. He was like, I'm, I'm rooting for you. And then it switched. <laughs> it devolved. And then the heckler got up to like try and go into a fight with yes, this kid. Yes, he bum-rushed the stage. And <laughs> yeah, and then this kid was also rushing at him, and it was yeah. like, oh my God, fists are about to fly. Yeah. Then the heckler got like hustled out of the room. Yeah. And the kid got like held back. Then the kid finished his set. Yeah, he started again. Then another guy, I guess, tried to like slip his name twice into yeah the can. The can. <laughs> I yeah, hit somebody. So like, you could if you bought something at the bar, you could enter your name again if you wrote it on the back of the receipt. Mm-hmm. And so somebody was bringing back receipts and handing them out to other people, even though they hadn't bought stuff and like giving them his friends a second chance to get in, get up first. And so the MC 
Nest MC is it yeah. MC? Okay. He noticed and he called somebody out for it. And he was like, you can't come up here. Like we saw you do it twice. I think the receipt wasn't even from the bar. No, the receipt. from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I think the receipt is from another comic, yeah. but anyways, the MC got really pissed at that. So yeah. he was like, fuck you, man. Like blah, blah, blah. And then the guy was like, please don't cuss at me. Yes. Don't cuss at me. Oh my God. Then when you're getting prudish and like, hold them now about swearing at a comedy <laughs> club. Hello, you're wrong. <laughs> then also the MC was a real hothead who would mm. basically and said like, kind of hot. You like him. I love him. You have like a boner for <laughs> this one really MC that literally cute. is a liability. Of human <laughs> he is. He was, he's unstable. He's completely unstable. He's yeah. out of his mind. Yeah. He started to threaten. He threatened this guy with physical violence. He was like, oh, you want to fucking come up here and tell me not to fucking cuss at you, motherfucker? Like, I'll fucking yeah. kill you. And then we were like, ah! <laughs> and then the guy did go up. No, but the, the craziest part was he was like, okay, we'll talk out or we'll talk about this while the other comic is performing and it looked like they were going to go out the door uh, off the side of the stage they just stood on the stage and started arguing. off to the side started loudly arguing <laughs> yes. and then the mc threw punches yes. at this like other guy and then so they brawled they brawled and they started getting restrained but then a bunch of people like were getting up out of their chairs and filming it and then like and then there was going to be some pylon or something. I don't know. And you were like, we have we to have get to out of go. here. <laughs> I was like, I am too sensitive for this kind of physical violence. Oh my God. Yeah, me the too. only violence I want to see is Tony Soprano curb stomping <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> someone that talks shit to Meadow. And that's that. <laughs> only on my TV, not yeah, in my not, real no, life. Yeah. Real life violence is so scary. I can't do it. No, me no. neither. Yeah. So then we left. Yeah, then we left. But we were jazzed. We were like, some endorphin run <laughs> yeah we were like oh my god can oh my god. you believe that we almost went back yeah we did i was like should we just go back are we yeah. pussies and we were like yeah we kind of are but like yeah. i can't condone violence no. no never again so we have yet to really do any sort of kind of <laughs> comedy yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have three solid five minute sets if anybody you wants do. to <laughs> yeah and i have like a good one too yeah so well, Put HBO, here show. we come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're basically connoisseurs of oh, yeah. the stand-up world at this point. <laughs> we know exactly the community. what it takes. Should we do reader mail? Let's do it. Okay. Hi, Lara and guest. I started my journey with SUP, but recently added Babe to my list of podcasts, and it's become my number one fave. I feel that I may have a possible Babe situation that I would love some feedback on before I have to make a true decision. I've been dating my boyfriend for over two years, and we've been living together for the last year. We moved together to a new place trying to make careers work, but millennial life is tough, and now we're getting ready to head back to school because a bachelor's degree doesn't seem to be enough right now. While we are excited to begin the next chapter together, our living situation is up in the air. Where we are going to school is not too far from my BF's family, and his brother actually works there. He recently told me after going home for a few days that his brother is buying a house this summer. His family loves the idea of the two of us moving in with his brother. Oh my god, I smell an incest story here. <laughs> I am slash was hesitant. I love his fam and his brother is chill, but living with him after living with only each other is not each other this is not ideal 
His big sell is that we would pay basically half of what we currently pay for rent. And while I'm all about a money save, I'm still feeling like this could be a real babe decision. I love my boyfriend and definitely see a future with him, but I don't want to be dumb and put myself in a true babe situation. Would love your thoughts. Love and lols. <laughs> Just to paint a picture, Lara's holding this beautiful meat stick. <laughs> She's gnawing on. <laughs> I'm gnawing on a turkey. Ostrom turkey meat stick, 100 cows. Yeah, Keltine bar. Pure protein. Yeah. And Keep having a glass full. of wine. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. having a nice little Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, don't do uh, it. Yeah. yeah, run, break up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. But how long? That's the thing. It's always the how long. Mm-hmm. A few months, fine. Indefinite, no. You have to have a plan if you're going to move in of when you're going to move out i think yeah i think so too it has to be very clear yeah and like the boundaries have to be set because look you're going into graduate school which is obviously going to probably put you in some form of debt so like any money you can save is a good deal yeah but you also don't want to get into some sort of complicated situation and also, if you break, I don't know, it's like... That's what I was just going to say, but I stopped myself. But if you break up and you're in graduate school and you don't have a place to, like, everything... And you're living with his family where it's yeah. like you can't even... I would, yeah. Just, it's it's the boundaries thing. Have an ex- escape plan for yourself if you need to, like... If you know you can, like, get out. <laughs> oh, my God, we're so negative. <laughs> we're just, like, everything's no, going to go wrong. But it's like, grad school is fucking stressful and intense and do you like is it do you feel like you can come and go from this house even though it's his brother's place like do you feel free to use it as your own place and space or do you feel like you're you owe this brother or it's like yeah think of of yourself yeah what's gonna make you most successful in your grad school endeavors Yep. And make you feel most comfortable to do the best you can possibly do and navigate each of life's trolls that are inevitably coming your way. Yeah. Just with like getting older and having all this like school responsibility. Yeah. It's tough. I don't know if that's an ideal scenario. Yeah. Cause I went, I went to school in New York for grad school and it was at Columbia on the Upper West Side. And then I lived in Greenpoint in Brooklyn and just even the commute time every day, that kind of like, stress added to the stress of school it was like a lot i know and i know it's school and it's kind of fun and all that stuff but it's also you know it's a lot of work so yeah 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 i remember when i was living in la when i first moved here i lived in santa monica and i had a long distance boyfriend and he lived in michigan at the time and would come and like visit me kind of for long periods of time but then He had gone back to Michigan for like four months and it was kind of like we were still together, but it was very like TBD, like what's going to happen. And he decided I had moved in with two girlfriends of mine and was living in this like cute three bedroom place. And he decided like one week he was like, well, I'm coming back to LA. I'm like, I'm going to come back there for like, I don't know how long, but like indefinitely. Yeah. And it was really stressful because I was like, I don't know how long you're going to be here. Like, 
after being apart for four months, like it hurts at first, but then you could just get kind of used to it. Like you get over the pain of having someone not be there and then it becomes your day to day normal existence. So it's like you coming back into my life and then knowing that you're going to leave again is scary for me. But also it's like, if you are going to stay here for a while, like we should, we could potentially have talked about getting a place together, making other living arrangements. Yeah. And instead he just kind of was like staying with me in my room while I lived with these two other girls and they weren't really into it. Then one of my other roommates, her sister like moved into her bedroom and like weirdly never left. Is this the plot of La La Land? (laughs) It was like a La La Land. And like, it was just not, it was not doable. And finally I just told him, I was like, you have to get your own like apartment. Like you, you can't just like live here with me. Like it's too close quarters. And like, it just is stressful. It's not working. Like we're fighting and it's just like hard. Yeah. And so I think you just need to have really, really clear boundaries on like how long you're going to do something like this for. Yeah. Especially having had your own, they had their own place, right? It's hard to downgrade from that. Yeah. I just remembered I had a boyfriend when I was in grad school and he came, <laughs> he came to I visit. I remembered I had a boyfriend. He came once. to visit me and I broke up with him because I couldn't deal. I was like, grad school's a widow maker and it's a, you're either going to come out single or an alcoholic. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> or both. Yeah. And it, especially going from like, cause my situation yeah. with my boyfriend prior to the, the LA journey was like, yeah. I lived alone in Chicago. Major, yeah, exactly. So it was like, that was chill. Even if he didn't live alone, he could still come to mine and we yeah. could have like our couple time. But yeah. then when you take that away, it's just like difficult. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot of pros and Hope cons. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> I can't answer it. <laughs> no, Next. No, 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 no. I think it was good to know. It's just like, it's, there's a, just you need talk to make out a list every situation and talk out every single situation yeah. and like be on the same page. Yeah. And like, I don't know, maybe you'll find it after having a, a conversation yeah. that he's not even that jazzed about it, exactly. but maybe wants it to be easier for you. And I'm sure you've looked into it, but there's often like grad school residences at schools that are like separate. They're not, they're not res. They're not like oh, undergrad they're not residents. Like they're like for housing. adult and often like so often grad students will have families or PhD students will have families and they like, they have resources as well as well. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But yeah, you've probably uh, yeah. look into all of that and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nexium. Thank you. Nexium. Join Thank a cult. You. Join a cult. Oh my God. Free housing. Yeah. Free gruel. Free gruel. You probably fuck a lot of more people. Mm-hmm. Haircuts free as well. Dear Lara and guest. This is the reader who wrote you about the boyfriend grease family business situation, providing you with a weed laced alcohol fueled update. I apologize for any grammatical errors. As you suggested, I took the job and it's fucking lit. Okay. So this to give you some context, this reader was in a similar situation to the last one where they were with the boyfriend for a long time. They had moved in with the boyfriend and like started working for the boyfriend's family, but then got, a job offer for their like dream job and was scared 
they didn't know whether or not to take it because they didn't want to piss the family off and it was just like very entwined. Yeah. So now they've taken the job. Thank okay. God. Okay. Here comes the new problem slash realization. I'm not happy with my boyfriend whose fam I used to work for slash live with, but I'm still locked into a year long lease slash thousand year car payment with. Oh yeah, they own a car together. <laughs> I like this piggybacking on the last one because previous reader, this could be you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> which is one of those one hundred and two month car car leases. After writing into you, which was mad cathartic and taking a minute to explore my own feelings, I've come to the realization that while I love my boyfriend, he's ultimately not who I'm meant to be with. This is no one's fault. I was just ignoring the clear cracks in our relationship and trying to justify them as speed bumps or common issues to work through. At the end of the day, I think now is my time to be single and just do me. But as I said before, I'm locked into this year-long lease with this person. It's beyond just being over a relationship. He degrades me, makes me grovel at his feet, and makes me feel like shit a shit person daily because he knows I'm doing everything I can to please him and the rest of his controlling family because I used to live slash work for them. My question is this. Where do I go from here? The I'm police. In- involve the authorities i'm in this lease with him and need him to be able to afford it and i own this car with him which i also rely on for half the car payment how do i maneuver my way out of this i know i 100 percent put myself here but i don't think i can last another eight months with someone who puts me down every day and finds joy in embarrassing me oh my god again thank you for all you do and for creating such a safe space and all your content best a tied down 20 something no Okay, this This is bad, but real. And I feel like, based on your last email, like I knew that this is probably what was underlying. Because, like, the questions, it's just like all, it just felt like that's where this was kind of going. But Mm -hmm. it's good that you're getting to the place where you're having these realizations and you're telling yourself, you're able to confront the truth about your situation. Yeah. That's step one. And like most people don't even get to that point. So that's like a, a big step in the right direction. You're doing good. Yeah. You can't be with this person for eight more months just because you're like financially tied to them. I don't think that that's like sustainable. No, but I get it. Yeah. It's like that's real. That's yeah. Oh boy. Um, you can, I mean, what are the options? It's either you stick around with this person that you don't like and put yourself through a lot of emotional person puts you down every day. Yeah. It's like, you're going to have emotional turmoil or you, you might have to just like endure some financial discomfort for a while, get a bus ticket. Yeah, but who knows where they're from? Yeah, are there buses? Like, um, um, are there even buses? Are there, are, do are buses there, exist? Where are the buses? <laughs> um, uh, I think they're do, in Boston. I know you're, uh, okay, so or East Coast, like Boston or New York, but okay. I'm pretty sure Boston. Yeah, so there's definitely like Uber and it's, shit. There's an infrastructure, but I think it's good that you're reaching out and. Hopefully you have like, this is a first step to having some friends who can understand your situation. I don't know. Like that's, that feels like, it feels like you need a, uh, an in-person buddy who's going to be able to 
support you, whether it's with a couch or a ride or something to like get you out of that situation. Cause that if somebody puts you down every day, it's not good. It's not good. And like, you don't want to be in a relationship like that, like any longer than is like totally necessary. And it sounds like, you know, like know that. Yeah. It's not like you're making excuses for this person and saying, well, I deserve it. <laughs> you no. sound like, you know, you're yeah. over it. Yeah. You have your dream job. So yeah. that is like, you can check that off the list as mm-hmm. far as like goals. I think it's good that you're learning at a young age, like in your twenties that it's mm-hmm. not, a ideal situation to be financially dependent on someone else because you sacrifice a lot of freedom in that kind of situation. But yeah, I think you probably just have to like move, like you just have to be willing to break the lease and maybe you can like crash on a friend's couch or get like a cheap apartment or yeah. like you got to just like extradite yourself from this situation. Yeah. And it's not going to be fun no. or flirty, <laughs> No, <laughs> but like that's the only way you're going to get to a fun yeah. and flirty the place. And they'll being, make a movie about it. Yeah. yeah. Be your own Aaron Brockovich. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just spun out. Um, no, also, Oh, this is what I was going to say is that um, I think, that just feeling like you deserve better is a big step of yeah. this process. And just like, that's why I'm saying that like just writing in means that you feel like, you know, something better is on the horizon and you also do deserve better. And just like telling yourself that and being like having that confidence to be like, this is, this doesn't have to be like this mm-hmm. is a major, major psychological step. Totally. So before you even make any, take any steps to do anything, at least you can like reassure yourself that you don't deserve this yeah yeah and congratulate yourself from getting to this place of having like cognizance of your situation yeah because many people don't like i feel like last or like in 2017 i was at the tail end of like a relationship that was just a relationship that i realized like we are two very different people and like this is this was the same thing where i'm like i'm not meant to be with this person yeah but i was so broke at the time and i was airbnb my apartment in order to like get by yeah and then part of that whole airbnb thing was that he would let me stay with him and so it just became really scary to be like i'm basically giving up like it's the same it's not the exact same but it's very similar as far as like i'm depending on this person to like help me survive yeah which is not a situation that i liked being in and not one that i would want to be in again and i had to do like reach out to ed and he like let oh. me stay at his place like yeah for almost two months while i like airbnb'd and just like got back on my feet and yeah. that was like so essential in me like rebuilding my life but like i get it it's not easy and it's no. not fun no I, but you can do it and there is like a way yeah you just have to get really scrappy and and ask people for things they want to help your friends want to help you yeah for sure yeah yeah. And that's sometimes that's something that's easy to forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could gone girl yourself. 
Yeah. <laughs> disappear. Just disappear. Fake your own Blame death. it on him. Blame it on or him. Or her. I don't know if their, yeah. what their partner is. <laughs> he um, gets arrested. Yeah. You live, laugh, love. Yeah. He turns into Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has at a least, terrible life. <laughs> at least you have your dream job. Yes. That's yeah. going that's well. That's major. Congratulations. Yeah. And that's also awesome. that's going to... Since you have that going on, you at the very least have something that you like to do that you're making money at that hopefully has room for growth and like opportunities to make more money down the line. Yeah. So yeah. Unless your dream job is volunteering. Yeah. For free. You might not. (laughs) Then like, I don't know what's going to happen. I remember being on a bus in Toronto, (laughs) speaking (laughs) of transportation. And, um, there was a woman who was like, drunk coming home from a bar and she was struck up a conversation with somebody and she's like i want to be a pro bono lawyer uh, <laughs> it's like well that's cool cool bitch maybe for one or two cases um yeah you know who should be on on babe who on Ferris. oh my god totally it's like a perfect fit because she does she has unqualified mm-hmm. i think we should start a campaign to get on it on we got to get Anna on. Or get on unqualified. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, a yeah. collab. Yeah. A collab it's is a, necessary. Like a tight fit, I think. And she's so funny. And I think she does like giving people advice. And yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Well. It's coming up. So, reader, you can root for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, enough about your problems. Let's talk about oh, me yeah. and how I'm going to get on unqualified. <laughs> no, but good luck. Keep us posted. Yes. I'm very invested in this journey. And it is a babe, but guess what? That's how life is. Oh, my God. Hey, Lara and friend of the pod. Writing in because your chat with Ed about climate change deniers really triggered some dark memories about my freshman year, first semester only roommate. And I still can't decide if what she put me through was her trolling me or was how she legitimately dealt with life. I'd known this girl since kindergarten, so I figured we would be chill as roommates, even though she was wishy-washy as fuck, and I'm whatever the polar opposite of chill wishy-washy is. I don't remember exactly why we ended up not talking and switching out roommates at semester, but I sure as fuck remember her most infuriating trait. She wasn't conservative by any means, but when presented with any sort of factual information that was against what she had stated or believed, she simply replied with, oh, well, I don't believe you. Or, (laughs) well, that's just your opinion. As a lover of facts, and again, a slightly intense person, I strove to find credible sources to truly prove to her that I was indeed correct about whatever the insane about whatever the inane argument entailed, but every time she refused to accept defeat and shrugged it off. Still not sure if she did it just to troll me or if she was legitimately that irritating, or maybe a little bit of both. I do know that she has left a lasting impression on my family with one of these arguments about 15 years later at this point. The argument? She was a taller person, maybe 5'8", and argued that she was an average height. I argued that I was more average height because for for there to be an average, think of all the outliers. I found my proof that indeed the average height for women in the U.S. was mine at 5'4", and she replied, well, I don't agree. My mother (laughs) and sister found out about the argument. Yeah, and to this day will make mentions about how they're so glad they're at average height, which causes me to rage spiral yet again and pull up that fucking link to prove them wrong. So yeah, maybe I answered my own question about her particular situation, but at the very least, I wholeheartedly agree that I can't stand people who refuse to accept facts and infuriates me, which must be why I went into education and I'm still a very high-strung person as a direct result. 
Sidebar, one of my few other favorite comedies other than the amazing Broad City that I suspect might not be vape law territory. I would guess that, that my other fave, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. But have you seen You're the Worst? Also, it's in its final season, but it, I find it can be a great watch that also delves into mental health illness or mental illness and the like. So give it a shot if you haven't. Triple L. Sincerely, a, fa- a fellow rabid defender of truth. I. What's the question? There is no question. <laughs> Just a tale. A tale as old as time. Yes. Is like a good fact denier. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not caught up on your on last week's episode. No, it's okay. We were just talking about climate change deniers. And then I think my mom is a climate change denier. (laughs) So that's just like a rough (laughs) truth. I find every like foible of your mother's kind of charming. (laughs) It is charming. It's really cute because she is like a very harmless, right? She's a very loving, sweet, like wonderful person with just like, Silly <laughs> idiosyncrasies, like not yes. believing in climate change, <laughs> but you can still, yeah. or also being a creationist. So it's like little things like that where I'm just like, mm. but then I'm like, it's okay. You're gonna be my, you'll be my mom forever. forever. Yeah, that's cute. Um, so yeah, she's really the only person that can get away with that mm-hmm. when she barely gets away with it. <laughs> I keep waiting for her to call me and like tell me that she's heard this. She hasn't yet, but so it's you coming know she soon. Listen, or does she? But she I think watches she does, our she watches our videos. Yeah, and stuff. she she's like she engages engaged. with content. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Podcasts know. Podcasts are hard for the elderly. Um, yeah. <laughs> they tell me about it. They don't like, understand. I don't know where them. to find it. I'm yeah. Like, oh, good. Thank God. I know. Yeah. I put all my podcasts like had her subscribe to them and then rate them five stars on her phone. So now that they just like pop up, yeah, she's more she apt to like listen to it. But I think they also don't like get into the like fireside chat, long time, like three hour long. They don't. They're like, what are they talking about? I'm not. I have stuff to do. You yeah. Know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas we as a generation need to have our minds taken off of everything. Yeah. I'm like the only way it's like becoming a, I didn't realize like I used to like driving a lot, but now I feel very like oppressed by it. Mm. And I think it's just like having that year of taking Lyft and Uber everywhere just spoiled me. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you can get on your phone or do work in the car and like, yeah. it's just more free time. And now I'm like, I really just like listening to podcasts when I drive. Cause yeah. that makes it easier or like listening to podcasts when I have to clean or do the dishes because that makes it easier. Yeah. So it's just a good, take my mind off of this hell. hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Oh my God. Climate change deniers. Come on. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's just the thing. Like you can't argue with, I just have stopped arguing with people who aren't going to listen to any point. There's yeah. no, there's it's impossible. And I don't care to change your mind if you don't, believe me i don't know what to say like if you already aren't on my side then fuck you (laughs) yeah it's kind of like worthless so then like i've had my mind changed i've learned about things and like listened to somebody like tell their side of the story or or you know i just told you that somebody i know said that gay people aren't a minority Mm -hmm. and like i had a full-on like no it's like it's a marginalized community that 
you know, while they're made up of white men and different, you know, all races, if it's across, it's still a minority and they just wouldn't listen to me, even though it's like, that's my life. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's a real, it's a reality of their gay people are yeah. queer, queer people are marginalized not the majority <laughs> yeah and therefore they are the minority beyond any political anything just that's a fact it's a fact hon mm-hmm. um but yeah <laughs> that's a fact hon yeah. that's your podcast bags eat poop that's a fact hon <laughs> <laughs> so from that's, a a fact, Lu- that's from a louis theroux documentary about the westboro baptist church oh my one god one of their signs says fags eat poop and she's holding it and she's like that's a fact <laughs> i love <laughs> like, well, perfect where's the lie yeah where's the lie uh yeah so um yeah some people you just can't argue with yeah yeah no and yeah conservative or not some and people are just fucking crazy just, you have to let it go in order to be able to yeah you disengage some sort of civility i think mm-hmm. yeah oh oh god Dearest Lara and guest. Graydon. Graydon. <laughs> Longtime reader, second time caller. It's me, the lost little 23-year-old who you and Tierney gave advice to on how to deal with her crazy Christian boss back in August. Oh, yeah. So this girl was like, she had a boss that's really Christian and like yes. always talked about Christianity. Yeah. So she was like, how to counter troll. Oh, my God. I just wanted to let you know that babe has truly been a guiding light. Not just that I'm dealing with my dead end job, but in navigating the crazy world we live in. I wanted to update you and tell you, I finally gathered up the courage to put in my two weeks here and have landed my dream job, which I'll be starting right after your mantra of finding your own journey is truly what prompted me to make a change and start steering my life in the direction I want to go. Thank you for everything you do for the babe community and for navigating the trolls of light life eternally grateful for the work you do love and light oh love that congratulations yeah lady lady oh graydon has the cutest cat yeah she can be our promo picture so adorable yeah we'll take a picture with lady and post it she's stunning and so cold (laughs) she's (laughs) not a nice girl but she's great Should we do one more? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey, Lara, love the pod and all your content. The lols just keep coming and I have to listen in a safe space so I can fully enjoy it all. Now down to the real reason for sending my reader mail. I'm not looking for advice, but your strep throat journey made me want to share mine. I dated this guy for a few months and got strep throat four times. Oh my God. He had zero strep symptoms. And after the second time I got it, I did some research. I had no idea that some people could be carriers. Is this it, dude was clearly a carrier. Wait, t- was it, is it just in the throat that he carries it? Some or people is it carry his- the, um, no, some people carry like the bacteria Ooh, or like, don't have symptoms. Yeah, I did. I, the same exact thing happened to me with no. my ex-boyfriend. Oh, okay. I got strep three times oh, when we God. started dating. And then I realized that he was a carrier and I tried to tell him and I, he was like, no, no, I don't believe it. He pulled like the last babe, like denier of gaslighting. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, literally I get deathly ill, like, Almost immediately after we had sex, I was like dead with strep throat. And then it continually happened. I was like, I'm not just like exposed to strep by anyone out. Like you get strep from like saliva. I thought it might have been 
like a Michael Douglas situation where it was like in the foreskin? No. Okay. His was not in his foreskin. <laughs> he had throat cancer. <laughs> well, the, from Michael Douglas got said throat cancer he got throat cancer from, from cunnilingus. Yes, from getting HPV from yeah, what it was. But like that's and different than he strap. also smoked for forty years and drank whiskey every day. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the foreskin? What did that have to do with anything? I was thinking <laughs> that strep throat might have come from the foreskin. Like it was like no. <laughs> Strep throat comes from <laughs> like whatever viral or bacterial, like some people just carry it and are immune to it. Well, and I've also had other girlfriends that have had the same experience where they like make out with a guy and then immediately get strep, but the guy is like randomly fine. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. My theory holds strong. Graydon's <laughs> somebody, like, check his foreskin somebody, now. Somebody with strep throat sucks his dick. And then <laughs> he doesn't get strep throat. He never washes he his never dick ever again. Throat, and then you get it. The next girl or guy gets it from his from his dirty dick, his dirty strep dick, uh, his cheese hole. That's not- <laughs> <laughs> I talked to my doctor about it, and she said he. He just needed to do one round of antibiotics and he wouldn't be a carrier anymore. I told him to do this and he refused because he didn't have health insurance. We continued to date and I just kept getting strep throat. We never used condoms because I was on birth control and I wanted to be a cool girl. After we broke up, I decided to get an IUD. They screen you for STDs before they insert the IUD, which I was totally down for. The next day, I got a call that I had chlamydia. I called him to tell him, and he tried to blame it on that one time we had shower sex. (laughs) This dude was clearly an idiot. I had to call a couple other people, and they were super chill about it. After six months later, about six later, we started hooking up again, and I insisted on using condoms. I asked him when the last time he got tested was, and he said, never? At 25 years old, he never got tested. Oopsie. I felt like a true idiot. I tried to say we wouldn't have sex until he got tested. He tried to tell me that he hasn't gotten tested because he didn't have the resources that I did. I made more money than him and come from a wealthier family than him. But STD tests are free at Planned Parenthood. There is no excuse. As I mentioned, I'm an idiot. So we continue to have sex anyway with a condom, obviously. About two weeks into us hooking up again, I got the worst case of herpes my doctor has ever seen. Mm. That was about three years ago, and I have to find—I have yet to find someone who will date me despite my herp status. No. Basically, listen to your gut. If you get strep from someone, they probably have way more than just strep. <laughs> this is a nightmare situation, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but honestly, what can you do? I really hate stigmatization of like that you can't find somebody who will be with you because you have herpes. It's like, so uh, stupid. I just, I'm like in the Dan Savage camp of like fucking deal with it. Like, yeah, it's not, not you. You haven't done anything wrong. I just mean anybody who want, you know, like if you like someone, yeah. yeah, If you like someone and you, if I met someone, they told me that they had, an STD or even like HIV or something. And I really, really loved them and like saw a future with them. It would be NBD. We'd like deal with it and get over it. And so I really think that like a herpes moment like that is truly just, it's like life is giving you a natural filter for people that you're not supposed to be with. Yeah. And at the same time though, people don't understand that it's not like, 
I think they are like that. Like people, I don't know. You can understand. You can see why because it's been so vilified. Yeah, like it's because so it's stupid. like gotten really bad PR. Yeah, but yes. it's like truly herpes, herpes needs, needs to hire a really a hot fucking publicist. Yeah. yeah, to just be like, look, this isn't going to kill you. Yeah, it actually is not going to give you cancer. No. It's not going to do anything except like give you like an uncomfortable rash for maybe a week. And like the first time is the worst time. And then after that, it's just like whatevs and like true, like no one's going to die from this. So it's like NBD and literally so many people have it. It's like whatever people need to just like get the fuck over it. And also like, it's going to be okay. You will find someone today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is not like, and by no means a death sentence again bless you for fucking talking about it because that's another thing is that people just get so shamed into not yeah you know and then that perpetuates it and it's just it's lame yeah also it's like i've been there with having like risky sex with people that i should not have had sex with like (laughs) unprotected or just like being like there was one guy that i hooked up with who had like a history of hooking up with like um sex workers like unprotected sex with sex workers and was like always freaked out that he had hiv and i was just like one time like begging to suck his dick even though i didn't (laughs) so it's like i've been there we've all been there i didn't suck his dick but like i really wanted to and thankfully it was like no i might have hiv and then i was like i don't give a shit but like (laughs) like i haven't brushed my teeth i don't have any like open wounds in I my gums today. <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah no but it's like we all just have to like keep our horniness in check and do what is best for us at the end of the day but the like the the reality is yeah you have to be careful but the the primal instinct is just like sex you know it's like when you, you want to fuck you want to fuck. fuck yeah <laughs> you gotta just like you just have to get tested and know your status of yeah. anything yeah. and that's the only way that everyone can just like responsibly be yeah. sluts <laughs> yeah yeah responsible dirty Responsibility sluts. sluts yeah <laughs> resluttable slutsability <laughs> resluttability yes. means getting tested and then and telling whoever you're gonna fuck that you are completely infected with tons of stds <laughs> but it's chill because you're chill with it and they should be too oh god yeah so love and light to you it's gonna be okay bless you you learned your lesson and then now we move on yeah you live you learn alanis Mm, queen Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you for being my guest today thanks for having me thanks for for giving me some wine and letting me eat my little meat stick (laughs) you still haven't finished it (laughs) it's hard to eat it's hard to eat and pot at the same time there might be some uh strep in there Mm. (laughs) stay strep free everyone yeah and tell the carriers in your life to take some fucking antibiotics for once in their goddamn lives. Damn it. If you like this podcast, rate and review five stars, five stars and leave a glowing review. It goes a long way. The more ratings, the better. If you have a babe situation that you want to tell me about, write to me, babepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow Graydon on Instagram and Twitter at Graydon Shepherd. Yeah. Can I plug my web series? Our yes. web series? Kyle's yes. and mine. I just, I was like, speaking of a babe situation, Kyle and I made this web series called Coming In, and it's about a guy who wakes up and he's not gay anymore. Yes. And uh, uh, you can find it on CBC Comedy on their on their YouTube. But if you go to bit.ly, bit, 
bit.ly slash coming in series. You can see the whole. I'll link to it too in the podcast description. Yeah. yeah. Um, You guys would love it. Watch that. Yeah. Can you rate it? Yeah, you can with likes and comments. With a like and then (laughs) comments. It's on the YouTube. I love Graydon and Kyle. Yeah, do it. Um, And if you want to support this podcast, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash babe podcast. And also one last thing, because I like to tell you 5,000 things to do at the end of this pod. (laughs) You better look us up on IMDb Pro (gasps) because I just got news that my star meter has fallen back into the six figures and I had hit five. I'd broken through to the five figures. Do you want to know what we need somebody who works at IMDb to let us in on how the metrics work and how searching for us works because i wonder if it's like i don't know we're just getting famouser and famouser and our our star meters aren't reflecting it yeah so like but i think that it is just searching the names because i don't think a lot of people really i don't think the community was galvanized to do searches like and after that first initial week of like searching and refreshing oh oh somebody sent us a python um oh, code. Yeah. Fuck, I haven't installed it. Thank you to that reader who sent that. And I yes. just completely blanked and I haven't I blinked done it. too. Yeah. Because I was also kind of afraid that you'd given us a virus. A virus, yeah. Because it's does, a like, JavaScript or it's know, a script that we have to run. But yeah, a okay. reader gave us a script that we have to like, install on yeah. our computers and then run Maybe, it. Maybe do you know who it is? It's who? nightmare. It's my it's st- ni- <laughs> <laughs> They're like, He's just like, put this on your pervert. computer and you my finally like, get webcam turns are. on. Yeah. My dingles dongling around. They're just I'm sending it just to your mommy. Trying to take yeah. pics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture of Jeremy Sisto up on my screen. <laughs> got the bass thumping. <laughs> Googling like uh what was it? Adam's apple buzz butts. <laughs> buzz buzz butting. This is where you just put your Adam's apple on someone's yeah, butthole. Just freshly shaven and you just go <laughs> and it just like has a low vibration yeah, yeah. um yeah don't <laughs> don't give us viruses don't give us viruses. we have enough yeah um <laughs> uh love and light to everyone and until next time bye wash your butt When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.